I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. Big Pooh is back with us Monday. Pooh, what's happening? Nothing much, man. You know, somber Monday. Uh, somber Monday. I, I, I have a feeling we're going to have plenty of these this year. <laughs> so, a whole bunch of somber Mondays. And from Authentic in the Beard, Tim uh, is with us. Tim, what's happening? What's going on, fellas? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here and talk some Washington football with you gentlemen. Even though it's coming off of, uh, you know, probably one of the more harder to swallow games uh, in recent history. This was a, this was an important one, man. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We got we got a lot of season left, a lot of football to be played left. So, you know, you take the good with the bad and you keep moving. That's all we can do, really. Tim, Tim's got that, like, before and after beard thing going, going on with me. It was before I started watching the football team, I had a, a beard that color. Now I, I got to switch it up or it's just going to get worse. <laughs> Look, yeah, two weeks ago, Pooh, was Misery Monday. Yesterday was Missed Opportunities. I, I just, there were so many opportunities to make big plays. And for whatever reason, you know, going back five years, I think, where it's the old Friday line, I got number two things that match. Either the offense is rocking and rolling and the defense is lousy. Yesterday, the offense was lousy. Defense picked it up a little bit, but not nearly enough for a quarterback that is, let's face it, becoming more average by the day. <laughs> by the day. Boxy only gets you so far. <laughs> um yeah, yesterday, I, I think the most disappointing thing, which is becoming the most disappointing thing about this season, is the defense, while they played better yesterday, it's like they keep making the same mistakes every week. Every week, you can count on two to three busted coverage plays in the secondary on defense. And every week, you can count on missed uh, fields or missed assignments by the linebackers and you normally see the same faces in the same places uh uh it's it's always a miscommunication between um william jackson and uh landon collins those those seem to be the culprits a lot of times in in plays um and it's it's one of the things it's like I, I I'm I'm trying to figure it's like I don't understand how we're in week five, six, whatever week it is, and y'all making the same mistakes again and again and again. And I'm just like, what in the world? <laughs> like, 26, 26 should never have that much open field around him ever, unless it's unless it's him walking. You know, at halftime by himself with his head down, <laughs> not in coverage. I, I understand he doesn't want to be labeled a linebacker or whatever, but look, man, this ain't about you. This well, is I, about the I team. didn't want to be la- labeled husky as a kid either. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But that, that's what it was. So it's it's like especially with the injuries we have at linebacker, this is one of the things where it's like, dude, if you're not playing down by the line of scrimmage. Cause they're hunting, they're hunting, they're hunting Landon Collins now. 
they're hunting him out. Whatever side of the field he's on, that ball is going to that side of the field every time, every time. And I, it's it's crazy. It's like I've never seen, you know, they, you know, quarterbacks, offensive coordinators, they seek out whoever they feel is the weak link. But I've never seen teams like go hunt a player like they hunt Landon Collins these days. <laughs> like, we're 26 at. We're 26 at. He's over here. That's the side we going to. I'll ignore the whole other side. And it's, it, it's, and it's wild. Yeah. Because he played he played a lot of snaps, you know, technically at the linebacker position, you know, this week specifically. I mean, obviously, a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, um, Bosick is gone. Right. But it to me, that's what was one of the more puzzling things. But it was it was like, OK, so Bosick's out. You know, you're expecting them to put a little bit more plate, you know, on the plate of Jamin Davis. And. He only played, I think it was like, what, 15 snaps or something 12. like that? 12, 12 snaps on Sunday for 52. Yeah, and, and so... Chris, like, what up? It, it, what's it, up? What's cool. up? What's going on, boss? Chilling, man. So hey, for Chris, me, it's who's, who's, whose job is that when when, uh, when Jameis Winston says we threw it over to 26 because they weren't ready and didn't have the assignment put off? Is that the coaches not getting the play out fast enough, or is that just communication let down? Uh, it could be a little bit of both. Um, you got to go back and review the film to see, you know, when exactly the guys got the um, play call and just see, you know, how they was able to communicate that play call to each other. But, you know, that play call had nothing to do with their play. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <At all. laughs> like it was, it's just crazy. And, just, and, and then you look back on the other games and it's just every game, there's somebody running wide open for a touchdown. And it's not even like wide open for a big play. It's wide open for a touchdown. We got lucky in the Giants game that we got a great holding call and there was a, a, a missed drop pass. Uh, the Darius I think somebody ripped it. Yeah, he freaking ran a post and was wide open and just dropped it. You know what I mean? And what we won that game by three points? Yeah. Yep. It's yep. crazy. So, like, every week, the same thing is, is happening. Whether we got the call early or we got the call late, the same result is still happening. It's crazy. Wide open. And, and Rivera said there's no reason to change philosophy or or staff. And, and I get I get people are going to say we'll get Del Rio out of there, but realistically, you can't do that in week five, right? I mean, you're, you're still running the same defense. I mean, basically, I guess Rivera could take the play calling back but to me, and I think we talked about this last week, we're going to talk about it every week until it changes. There's a whole lot of new faces in that secondary. And I'm not sure why it has to be that way. Reeves is on the practice squad. The back of last year when that defense was humming, it was Reeves and Curl. Uh, and of course it was Darby. Who would have thought Darby would have had his best year ever? Of course, he's out for the year, so that doesn't help much. But a lot of new faces in that secondary. And I'm not sure why Reeves can't smell the field. I, I it, it's it's a besides from them not blitzing enough for my taste it's a I think it's a I don't know if it's a play calling thing right it's like it's, a play is being called and and it's just not being ran right in in that back end a lot of times like the uh the one play where Callaway ended up wide open for his other touchdown they ran a bunch. They ran out of a bunch and William Jackson passed off the receiver and nobody went with the receiver. 
So it's like, who was obviously I don't know who's wrong there, but who was wrong? Because every week it's like William Jackson ends up passing off somebody to nobody. And that's and so it's like it happens every week. And that's normally how players, the big plays happen, because even on the the, the big the first touchdown, the 72 yard bomb, he passed off that receiver because he had to take the one going under he passed them off to nobody <laughs> like he and that's the same that's what happened with Slayton that's what happened with Cordell Patterson against Atlanta it's the same thing keeps happening so it's at that point it's like that's not play calling that's well, and you know the other thing I noticed too uh, and maybe y'all seen it too it seems like it's hard Last year, you know, they were flying around, high-fiving each other, slapping each other on the back, you know, knocking heads together. It doesn't seem like the defense is having fun together. It doesn't seem like they're running around flying to the ball together. You see and how many again, big plays just, they giving up. You would be they're not either. Man, it's crazy, <laughs> yo. That's the same thing I was saying, bro. Like, every time we get into great situations, uh, it'd be like first and ten, and then next thing you know, we get a holding call. All right, it's second down to 20. Next play, they're getting 18 yards. It's like, what the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? Guys are five, six yards off the ball. We play in zone. We're only rushing four or five, and we're not getting there in, in, in enough time. You know, like every time I feel like we give up big plays, you should see what the D-line looks like. And, you, and a lot of times you'll see our defensive ends behind the quarterback. You yep. can't affect the quarterback from behind. We're getting good push up front from Payne and Allen and, and, and um, Ioannidis. But if our ends are rushing behind the quarterback, it's like the, it's like a few times Jameis just waited for Chase to go behind him. Then he just stepped where he was at and was able to get a, a, a good throw off, you know, and they keep doing that every single week. So we have to fix our rush and get on the same page. But the rush only works if the back end is covered. If guys are running wide open, the quarterback gonna get rid of the ball. Yeah, and it's it's like there's no opportunity for the quarterback to think about throwing it and then can't throw it. It's just when that person's open, that quarterback is getting rid of it, and we can't get to the quarterback. We're not disguising our coverage enough. We're not switching it up to make that quarterback think so that he has to uh, pump fake and give our opportunity, our, our, our um, defensive line, an opportunity to get some sacks. It's just it's just crazy, man. Well, and that, that brings up a totally different conversation, and, and that's, hey, was the team built properly? Can you still build a team off of four stud defensive linemen, or has modern NFL offenses too, too much quick game? Are you better off with a number one corner than you are a number one D end, I guess, is the question now. Or, or like one of these four, five, four, four, 40 linebackers that they're pumping out now. I mean, it doesn't really matter if, you know, if if the defensive coordinator is not calling plays that's uh, conducive to the guys that he has on the field. Uh, and I think uh, William Jackson had quoted something like that. Like, I told the coaches what I'm good at, but they're trying to make me do this. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you do? You know, we brought this guy in in free agency. We knew where he was good and where he, and where he was bad at. And he was a press man cover guy you know he, he challenged the man on the line of scrimmage and then you bring him here you know he did it a couple of times but the one time he freaking did press man it ran damn hell mary like why was we you know 
in press media coverage. The the Hail Mary. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. The Hail Mary <laughs> play is crazy to me because, and, and most specifically because of, I don't want to use the word excuse, but the reason that they gave as to why, you know, they were basically saying that they were in the defense assuming which is the first, that's your first mistake right there. You should never be assuming that they were going to try and go, you know, they were protecting the sideline. So they were going to try and go for the short pass and then kick the, the, the field goal. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, is that you got to kind of like, you know, it's like chess sometimes. So in my mind, I'm thinking, are, why would you think that that's what they're going to do? First of all, they just signed this kicker this week. Okay. He already missed the extra point in the game. So do you really think that Sean Payton and the Saints are going to be, you know, thinking, okay, go let's get this short pass goal. and then go for a field goal? Because in my mind, I mean, you know, I'm on the couch, you know what I'm saying? That's the fact. But in my mind, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, they just signed the kicker this week. He already missed the extra point. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be like, all right, guys, let's get six to ten yards and we're going to kick a field goal with our new kicker who just missed the extra point. Nah, they're going – Jameis Winston got the arm. We already know that. So, to me, that's that's kind of just like – and I hate to keep using the word and I keep to keep hearing the word miscommunication because at this point it's not miscommunication. We're, we're five weeks into the, into the season. Everybody you know jumped. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> jumped. Yeah, that's the other thing yeah. too. It's like – and I think that, you know, like that's a, a, a mental thing too, okay, because – at that point, you know, they're in their mental state. They're like, they're preparing themselves for the, the play that the defense has, you know, put out in the field. Okay. They're going to be going to the sideline. So it's like, Oh snap. They're not going to the sideline no more. You know, they are trying to get back and it's like, still, you know, you sh- at that point you should know what's going on and you should jump, but yeah, five people back there. Nobody jumped. I mean, typically if you're prepared for the hell Mary, you know, you got a jumper in the front, you got a jumper in the back, if I'm not mistaken, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Yo, that's how you prepare every- for that. Every team goes over that situation every week for the offense and for the defense. Like, you're prepared for that. There's supposed to be a jumper. There's supposed to be someone who box the other guy out. And there's just supposed to be the other person to make sure his guy doesn't catch the ball. We go over that situation every week. And there's no there's no reason why our safety shouldn't have playing playing deep as hell. It was eight <laughs> seconds left. Like, who cares if they pick this field goal? Like, who who the hell cares? Like, this guy just missed the field goal, just like you said. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's like, what, I, I, what is this? I can tell you this. I watch, you know, who I spend my Saturdays watching Georgia football, and the defense that we're watching on Saturdays makes me very jealous for what we watch on Sundays. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Well, them linebackers at Georgia right now, boy, man. I I, I want to jump out too off topic, but man, they got some linebackers over that at man, Georgia. That right man now. Davis is going to run like a 4840 at 352 for what it's worth. <laughs> That's just, just ridiculous. Ridiculous thinking to be that big and fast. Rivera actually made some decent uh, timeout calls. I was stunned because I'm not a fan of Rivera and, and time management. But the timeout there where they were on the red zone, I'd love to hear if Coach talked about it today. I haven't heard it yet. But it was, uh, what, it was first, and they, they, they pick up seven yards there instead of getting the, um, the safety. And he calls the timeout just before the play. Totally changed the dynamic of that play. Now, turn out to uh, – to get anything, but I actually thought he'd made some very good timeout decisions, which he has not been very good at before. 
who would you be surprised if my timeline on Twitter is just full of people saying that the Rivera experiment is not working? Enron, we trust, is out the window. <laughs> that hashtag is dead. Oh, no, nah. I'm not surprised by this that I'm telling nah. you. No, 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 no. This is I, I've, I've said it. It bears repeating every week. I knew the expectations were going to be crazy because we did win a division, regardless of the record, we won a division. But people just fail to realize this is year two, people. There's still a lot of kinks to be worked out, people. And yes, we have, this is probably one of the most talented teams as far as per player. On paper. On paper that we've seen. They're just not playing together yet. And for whatever reason. And it's just, and, and again, it just goes to show you, it is so hard to win without a premier quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it is it is hard sledding to not have a guy that can go out there and just carry Tear the game. And, and it also shows that every year is different. I don't care if you bring back the same 48, 53 guys. Every year is a new year in the NFL. And what worked for this team last year is not going to work this year. And you're going to, they got to figure it out. So no, I'm not, I'm not surprised. People want, I mean, Washington hasn't had a consistent winner and since Joe Gibbs won. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been pretty rough. It's been pretty rough. You ain't had yeah. to remind us of it though, you know. No, hey, right. listen, Tim, listen. Tim, were you are you a Heineke guy? Were you excited? Are you excited about Heineke? I listen, QB one's QB one. I, I gotta be excited for whoever QB one is. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't. I'm going to be honest with you. I was, it's not that I'm not a Heineke guy, right? But I'm a, you know, I'm an anti Heineke stand guy. Okay. So it's like, you know, a lot of people, they, they, they look at that one game against Tampa Bay and they're like, okay, we got our guy, you know, Heineke cause, cause, cause listen, they're in love with the story a right. But you gotta, if you really look at the film on that game, okay. There was at least two dropped interceptions by Tampa Bay. Okay. At least two dropped interceptions and they're missing two of their best defensive players in that game. So, you know, like a lot of people, they don't, they don't take all that into context, you know, and then going into the season, you know, I'm not, I like the Fitzpatrick signing because I'm from the era, you know, like I'm 37. So like I'm from the era where it's like, okay, the off season champion Washington football team. You know what I'm saying? We bring, we spend, we dishing out all this money, Deion Sanders, you know what I'm saying? Bruce Smith and, and, and that sort of stuff. And, and Adam Archuleta, you know, like th- those sort of things. Big money, big money out, baby. So, so uh, for me, like, I'm like, okay, we, I felt like it is an organization that di- that direction was kind of a good sign. Like, look, we're not going to go out and, and, and jump out of our way and what we're doing to try and, you know, get rid of a bunch of draft picks or get rid of a bunch of cap to bring in a guy that might not work. So I thought Fitzpatrick, who was not even on my radar of quarterbacks that I was looking at as far as offseason moves, you know, I, I was kind of like, okay, this, this might work. And then I seen the offensive line and I was like, oh, no, nah, this ain't going to work. And, and then, so I thought the Heineke the, the the pluses of Heineke work well for our 
uh, disadvantages, you know, because he can kind of move around in the pocket a little bit. But his arm strength and his decision making, I mean, it's not like he's he's not a rookie. You know what I'm saying? He might not have played a lot, but he's not a rookie. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to kind of take that into consideration. And, and for me, it's just like, you know, I don't want to be cliche, but it's like, okay, now they got tape. Okay? It's not even just the tape. It's just – it's almost like some of the throws look slow motion. You know what I'm saying? Like he's behind. Yeah, his arm's I mean, not strong. Look, I was saying that – I was saying it, you know, last week, and – you know, it's like, you know, he might be, you know, smoking or something because he's always high and late. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's the way I was looking at it. And, and you saw it on more than one occasion. And I mean, the red zone third down miss on the first drive after we got the interception. That Brutal. to me is one of the biggest, you know, play. And it's like, it's not like the mistakes. Mistakes, people going to make mistakes, okay? Patrick Mahomes going to throw an interception, Okay. But it's where and when Heineke throws the interceptions. Okay, the two worst places you could throw an interception is from your, you know, side of the field in the red zone and in the red zone. Because if you're right. throwing an interception when you're in the red zone, you're wasting an opportunity to score. And knowing the way that the defense has been playing this year, you got to put points up on the board. Or you throw an interception from your territory basically giving them the ball in the red zone, it's a short field. So it's like... And you just knew when he let that pass go, you could feel it. If you've watched more than five Washington games in your life, you just knew that pass was an interception. It was slow motion. He (laughs) wasn't anywhere close to Carter. I feel like like our offense should go more fast-paced, two-minute pace with him. You said that last week, Swag. You said that last week. I totally agree. And every time we're in a must-win situation, we're speeding up the uh, the offense. That's where he excels, and we just keep making him huddle up and slow down and make a run play. But every time he's gotten the offense going, it's been like in that two-minute situation when he's just going, going, going. He's not thinking. And I don't know why we don't do that more. You know, I know we have to, you know, give our defense a rest sometimes, and you don't want to go out there and run three fast plays and have your defense back out there. We're not trying to do that Chip Kelly thing, but at least get the guys lined up quick and then call your play. You know, with just too much time in between that gives the defense time to prepare for what he may or may not do. Chris, is do you think it's a thing of, and I'm not saying Scott Turner's doing this because I have no idea, but sometimes coordinators just get too cute with their play calling. Like they want to try these different formations and different personnel combinations instead of, just going with what what everybody sees working without a question you know you know every coach has their own ego you know if if you look at uh you know coach wink in uh in baltimore he's going to blitz every time and it's just an ego thing it's like it may work it may not work but you know what i'm still going to do it stop it you know what i mean so it's like every coach has that in them you know josh mcdaniels a lot of times he, um i played with him my my rookie year and sometimes his his offensive philosophy was throw the ball deep. We're either going to catch it or we're going to get a pass interference. And, and that's 40-yard play right there. You know, so everybody has their own wrinkles within their play calling that they're just going to go with no matter what. And they're going to try and make it, you know, put bells and whistles on it to do the same exact thing the next play. Mm. That makes me laugh you say that because we had Smoot on one time and he was telling us about the difference between – the college and the pro on the pass interference. He was like, yeah, because in the NFL, if you give me 15 yards, I'm grabbing every play. 
Right. Big <laughs> player every time. I'm gonna grab him every time. Definitely. He's a funny dude. Um, I actually like the play calling from Scott Turner, though. Uh, I, I know the play calling I, wasn't I, bad, but the situational play calling is terrible. Correct. Red zone. Because I, I don't, I don't understand. We get in a red zone and run damn two halfback dives out of the uh, um, shotgun. Like I'm like, what, are we, we're going to do this two times in a row <laughs> in the red zone? Like, what is this? And then we go for it on fourth and ten. Like, what was that? Like, that was an opportunity to pin them in the red zone at the two-yard line or inside the 10, and we go for it on fourth and 10, and then they score? And you, you tell see- me, that that to me suggests a head coach that's worried that his defense can't make a stop. Well, if, you're, if, well, if they can't make a stop, if they can't make a stop, pin the offense back. <laughs> Don't give them the whole field to work with on fourth and 10. And you saw that's what the Saints were doing the entire game. I mean, oh my God. at one point in time, their punter was, I mean, outside of Kamara, because, you know, we know Kamara. Kamara is Kamara, right? But outside of Kamara, the punter for the Saints was the best player on the, the field. The best guy on the field. He, and listen. I don't know why Carter refused to do a fair catch. He caught Some of those were head scratchers to me, because even if it's four or five yards, there's a big deal when you sit at the two. Three, three punts with, within the three-yard line he had. Like that, that right there, you know, he about ready to get that. He about ready to get that call from the league NFC special team player, <laughs> player of the week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's about to get that call. But shout out to DeAndre Carter because I was. That's one thing you know, talking about play calling and and Scott Turner and stuff like that. I'm glad to see them c- trying to work him in the offense a little bit more because you know, in, in the game against the the Falcons, it wasn't obviously the kick return was huge, but it was that catch he made across the middle of the field on that last drive to me that stood out even more so than the return for the score because that was a big play. And and I feel like he's kind of, you know, we've had a lot of these players, you know, in that size over the years that have, you know, like you kind of like, okay, this guy right here, you know, Brandon Banks, uh, Sims Jr., you know, like those sort of guys, right? But DeAndre Carter looked like he got a little bit more game in him. You know what I'm saying? So I was glad to see that, but – you know, the, the red zone play calling was bad. You know, it, it's just it's not even just bad. It's predictable. It's right. like, you know, I'm an old school. I'm an old school dude. So I'm like, yo, if you want a two yard line and you in the NFL, you better be able to punch the ball in or something ain't, ain't right. You know what I'm saying? But then at sometimes it's like, OK, you know, it's just like pass, pass, pass or run, run, run or run, pass, pass. You know, like it's there's no like, you know what I'm saying? Like. You got to be able to mix it up a little bit. At least it wasn't McKissick for three runs in the goal line, you know what I'm saying, situation. Like, I love McKissick, but, like, you got to – that's what I think the problem is. It's, it's not the play calling, defense, offense. It's about knowing your players and knowing when to use your players and where to use your players, where and when to put your players in the right positions. That's what the problem is, if you ask me. But, like I said, I'm just – I'm staying couch. healthy. No Samuels, no Logan Thomas, although – I thought uh, 83 played well. I had a feeling that he would. And, and of course, the, the two big ones is, you know, right after the turnover, he's got Carter wide open and misses. And he's got uh, Dax Millen, who actually had a sneaky good game, streaking across the back of the end zone and just totally missed, missed him too. He so, probably didn't see it. I think he had predetermined where he was going with the ball already. So, But even in the red zone, like, we should have been doing what um, the Saints was doing, you know, moving the pocket making easy throws for him. 
Jameis Winston just did a freaking play action and threw it right to the running back wide open. Like, it's an easy play. It's an easy play, but we're not doing that. It was like, we're running, running, they have to pass on third down, you know? And it's like... And and they're not... And the sad thing is, they're not helping you. Right. I mean, I dare you to name two receivers on the Saints right now. You can't do it. The, uh, the starting center is out. The starting I can't, because they both got touchdown I mean, passes. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know him now. <laughs> you, no, yeah, you, no. you, didn't, you didn't know him when the game started, but you oh, know I him mean, now. I did because I knew that that was going to be some issue because them boys got some wheels. And, and the way this defense been playing, like, I just had nightmares of them getting behind us. And, and I mean, it was behind us. Oh, I'm praying for us next week. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh, 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 listen, listen. I, and it's going to be a revenge game for them, too. Yeah, because they're going to be feeling salty after yesterday. You That's know, why I was right? watching that game yesterday like, oh, this is probably the worst thing that could happen right here. They, they, they going to, man, they going to come out seeing red next week. Like, well, the sad thing is that, sk- that skin's defense is supposed to be just like uh, Buffalo's. I mean, same, same philosophy, same scheme. So you tell me what the difference is other than, you know. Buffalo play together. Pupil became the teacher. The Buffalo defense plays together and the Washington and they, defense does And they mix it in blitzes, yo. Fraser Blitz. You know, There's like no oh, blitzes yeah. on for us. I, I mean, we have no blitzes. Like the one time we blitzed, we came through and got a corner blitz. And we, and we got a sack. And it's like we haven't done it since. And it's like we're doing these five man rushes, which are being somewhat successful because our guys in the middle could really good um good matchups. But when you do five-man rushes and four-man rushes, you're taking someone out of coverage. And if our four-man front and our five-man front are not getting there, then that means you have to, you know, bring other people, which makes different areas of the uh, field open. But if you get there, who cares? If you make that quarterback have to throw that ball that much faster, who cares if we get the turnover? I'm, but if we're I'm, just sitting there and we're just letting them pick us apart, man, Listen, they, they, they're getting they're getting the yards anyway. So right. you might as well send 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 the house at them because they it doesn't matter. It's like it's not like you're dropping back seven or eight in coverage and you're preventing passes. They're still getting the passes. Yeah. So send send that extra man or two and hey, see what it do. Like you gotta start, you gotta start putting some fear in the heart of these quarterbacks because Right now they're all sitting back there pretty like you know Baltimore does it every time and it makes the offense so nervous. So they blitz you, blitz you, blitz you all out, then they show you all out blitz and makes you know they all drop back in coverage. Now the quarterback go through it thinking, Oh, I had an open play, but they don't know. Right. They know what we're doing. They know we're gonna be sitting in the zone and we gotta protect these front four, front five. They they know that. Chris, it's a top five defense last year, it's a bottom. 25 defense this year at what point did the players start getting frustrated start looking at the coaching staff start having these players only meetings and 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 how good i mean how important what does those player only meetings actually achieve if anything um sometimes it it sets a a precedence of, of what you want to see because i remember um Back when I played, you know, we had a couple of things with a couple of players missing practice and, and coming in late. And London Fletcher called the players only me and, and let us have it, you know. So sometimes you need that, you know, because we had a young team and, you know, some of our best players or high play players were, you know, they weren't the best leaders. 
But London Fletcher, you know, he made sure that he checked everybody else and made sure that, you know, that culture wasn't going to be allowed when he was around as a player. Um, but anytime you're losing, everyone is asking questions. And anytime, you know, you have four first-round picks and, and and we got like six sacks total, if that's um, even accurate, you know, something's wrong. And, and, and too many times you see our I, – I keep saying it again, we keep getting – great inside rush from our interior linemen. And then our defensive ends are behind the quarterback and that's not effective. And time after time, you just see the quarterback going like this, waiting for Chase to go right behind them, stepping up and just finding the angle in the window just to extend the play. And then now, you know, we've given up a 26 yard play to somebody who's wide open because we just can't keep this quarterback in the pocket and rush discipline. And that's, and that's, and that's player discipline or that scheme? That's player discipline. I mean, no matter what call you have, um, the defensive line can only do but so much. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's only a few stunts that you can run, um, but the name of the game is to win your one-on-ones. And we're getting one-on-ones. It's not like it's a whole bunch of double teams and chips going on. You know, we, we have the opportunity to make the plays, but again, all these tackles are doing is waiting for Chase to go upfield and wash them right by the quarterback. And, you know, he's on the opposite side of the quarterback. And the same thing with Sweat. He's on the opposite side. Like, we're not near the quarterback. Where they, got, just, where they just throw a little don't pass over top of Chase. I saw that at least twice. That's where, it, you know, Chase was probably all excited. Nope, there it goes. Screen pass. You know, the, the, play, the play Chase actually made yesterday, he was going outside and then came back inside. That's right. And that's how he made the play because he came back right. inside. So in 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 every week, the defensive somebody on the defensive line says the same thing: we have to play our assignments. Right. So that's telling you right there. They say the same thing every week: we have to play our assignments, and that's that's what it is, man. It's just it's a lot of missed assignments out there. A lot of missed assignments. If if twenty six right. is on the field because of his contract, Chris. To, do the players get upset about that? I mean, do they start talking like Stickman's on only playing because he's got the big contract? No, not really. Yo. Everybody wants the next man to succeed. You know what I mean? And no one wants to see Landon play the way he's playing. And from our perspective, he's doing something wrong. But we may not know what his responsibility in the defense may have called for. You know what I mean? So, um there's always someone behind him who's like, hey, I think I could go in there and play and, and do it better. But that remains to be seen. You know, Landon's our number one safety for a reason. You know, if someone was that much better than him, they would be playing. But, you know, if you're paying someone that much, he better be playing right. You know, so. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just I just think with Landon, it's it's the way they use him. It's not that he's not a good player because obviously he's right. a good player. It's it was just, an all pro in New York. Yeah, I, I think it's the way. I, I think I think you said it last week, Swag. Like he need to be used like Seattle uses Jamal Adams. Like he pretty Make much some, plays keep him in the box. In the box. He you right. rarely see him go deep. Like he's in the box. And and I really think that's where Landon needs to be. I think he will be a lot more effective in the box versus playing deep. Like he he should never be deep. Right, right. <laughs> For BD. No. So at what no. point, though, th- that's the thing is like, so now we're here at, at week six. So like, at what point do we, do we, you know, do the coaches be like, okay, you know, we got to shake it up. 
Because at some point, you know, like you going out there, you doing the same thing, like you, you know, Pooh talked about, you're doing the same thing every week. So it's like at some point, you know, like do does the coaches get together? Like, okay, we can have all the players' meetings we want, but at some point, you gotta have a coaches only meeting. You know what I'm saying? And, and they gotta get in the room together and they gotta talk to each other too, the same way the players do and be like, look, you know, what can we do? Like, this the linebacker coach. D-line coach, you know, my secondary coach, we all in the room together. Like, what can we do to put our players in a better position to succeed? Because right now, it feels like the players aren't in the best position to succeed. You know, and I don't know they, if it's necessary. What are you going to say? No, they do that every day. Like, yeah. these coaches have to meet with each other as a defensive group every single day, all day. That's all they do is meet together. So, um, you know, it's kind of difficult to see why we got really two guys who can play great man press coverage, just sit back in zone six, seven yards off the ball all day. Like, and sometimes it feels more than six, seven yards. Right. It like and it, and it, it's, it's crazy. It's it's unbelievable. And, and, and then the third the same downs, time, the right, third down third conversions. Down. We're not talking about like, you know, like it, when you dig into the numbers, right? Like it's easy to pull up. Okay. Third down conversion. We're last, you know, in defending third down in the league. Right. But if you really dig deep into that number, it's not like they running quarterback sneaks on third and one or, you know, like they running up the, the three hole on third and two. Now they it's get chunk plays. It's third yeah. and 16 and they getting 18 yards. It's third and seven. They getting 12 yards. And, and it's like in the plays, you know, it, it's it's just so the same. Like you can see that slant coming. And it's not even like a quick slant. It's just, you know, it's basically dragging at, at 12 yards. And, and they're 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 not even like in front of the marker on the defensive side of the ball. Like they're playing behind the first down marker. And it's just to me like that is is that like on a player? Is that on the coach? Like, you know, is somebody That's not on the sideline screaming like, hey, you got to get up three, four yards. You behind the marker right now, you know, and that and that goes back to what I said earlier the back end has to help the front end. The front end is no good if guys are running wide open in the back end. You know, if you look at even some of the greatest defenses and, and you look at some of the greatest defensive lines, those guys on the back end was getting picks, jumping stuff, like making life for these quarterbacks to live in hell. And these freaking defensive linemen were hunting. But everybody was on the same page. If one, if, if they knew this um, defensive lineman like to rush high and get behind the quarterback, they knew the other defensive lineman was going to rush low on that side. You know what I mean? So we have to be on the same page, and we're just – everybody's want to get a second. Everybody want to get a second, and we're just creating lanes for step-up opportunities for all these quarterbacks who should be in a pocket. Like, if, if you have Jameis Winston playing, you want him to move and, and, and try and um, throw the ball on the run. You don't want him just to sit in that. He's a pocket quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's what he does best. And if you are going to keep him in the pocket and, and uh, as a quarterback, you want to squeeze the pocket around him. You want the guys in the middle to push the pocket and for the guys on the edge to uh, bend that edge and make it tight so he has nowhere to go. So if he's freaking throwing the ball out of a, a, a you know a tight pocket, it's hard. He struggles. He's, he's worried about hitting his fingers on some, somebody's helmet. But, you know, if he got all time just to – Wait for Chase to get behind him and step up right where he is and just throw it to the, a wide open person every time. He'll I, do it every day. I, I, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. I, I was I was thinking this yesterday as I was watching the game. 
And um, and I I was a big advocate. They didn't do it, but I was a big advocate for them to sign. Uh, I think it was KJ Wright when he was a free agent. I think he ended up going to Las Vegas. But I was looking, and I I think a big thing they're missing is a veteran leader on defense, like somebody like a London Fletcher. I was thinking about that earlier. When he talks, everybody listens. When he says something, you do it. And it it just feels like they're missing that presence. Like, you know, you know, you know, Chase was elected captain and, you know, obviously Landon was a pro bowler, all pro. But I just feel like they're missing that voice, that 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 veteran voice, that veteran leader that can get everybody where they need to be. It's just it just looks like. The way they're playing, like you said, they're not high fiving. They're not together. It's just like they're missing that that veteran leadership on on, on that defensive side of the ball, if not on the team, period, but on the defensive side of the ball, uh, especially. And the tenacity too. I feel like too, like you know, and I hate when you know you see people who not like. I'll never question you know some uh, a players you know like hunger or you know like they giving up on plays like you'll never hear me say something like that because I don't know I'm not on the field you know what I'm saying I'm not in the locker room and I think a lot of times you know like the fans their perspective of, of situations it's like it's so easy to jump out there and be like oh you know they're not playing 100 percent they're not giving it all they're all like you can't from the fan perspective, you can't say that. If if another player wants to come at his teammate like that, that's on them, and that's in the locker room. But you can't, you can't, you know, as a fan, go like that. But there are certain things like what you're saying, you know, about like that is is evident and clear to the naked eye, and that is like you know, like the 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 sort of com- camaraderie or the you know what I'm saying like the hype on the sideline when there's a big play, you know what I'm saying? Or or the tenacity, like just that anger, that level of like, I'm going to come, coming to get you sort of thing. Like, you know, like when you watch in basketball, right? And somebody go up and they catch that, they catch that mm, on somebody. What's the bench look like? You know what I'm saying? Like the bench is all, yeah, exactly. You know right. What I'm saying like, that's what, that's what I feel like we're, we're missing a little bit. And I think, that's because we're not making those plays those plays that that, like we're missing the big plays and to see that happen too because the the play the get the interception on that first drive on defensively to not come away with seven on that hurt so bad that hurt that hurt because like that's that right there is not just a game changer that's that's a season changer that's a locker room changer you know what i'm saying like that could be the the stepping stone to the next big thing because we had gone, you know, defensively, we had allowed our opponents to score on the opening drive every single game this year and a touchdown at that until the Atlanta game when we held them to a field goal. So, you know, like for me, like I kind of like, you know, I, I try to keep it real, but at the same time, you know, like you want to have a little bit of optimism. I don't, I'm not trying to ever be pessimistic. You know, I try to just be realistic, but to look at it uh, optimistically, it's like, okay, you know, we went from allowing a touchdown on the first drive every game of the season. Now against Atlanta, we allow just a field goal. Now against the Saints, we get a turnover. So it's like, you know, you're seeing a little bit of improvement. They, they've had a lead for 15 minutes this season. That's like, that's wild. They played with a lead for 15 minutes this season. That's wild. Like, Real quick, you- Chris, because I know you're on the road and we'll get up out of here, but I'm curious, are they running too many plays on defense? Is, is that something that you can correct by just saying, listen, here's five plays. 
They're good plays. We know they work. I mean, is he trying to be too fancy on defense? Oh, well, I don't know what fancy stuff he's calling Lefty because <laughs> <laughs> there's I no like blisses. <laughs> there, there's no blisses. So, you know, cover three is cover three. Cover two is cover two. Man is man. You know, you just make it look uh, a certain way before the snap. Um, but, you know, I, my high school basketball coaches always have this uh, saying, and it's called KISS, keep it stupid, simple. And as long as you can keep it simple and that works, and these guys are flying around and making plays, then just do that. There, there's no point in having, you know, 40 plays going into a defensive game plan and you're only going to call seven of them in a game. You know, just 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 find what you're good at and, and stick to it. And then sprinkle in some stuff here and there. Like, no matter what defense you, you play, you're always worried about whether uh, the middle linebackers are going to do a double-A gap blitz or – whether that corner is going to come off the edge or whether both of the corners may come off the edge or in the blitz. I feel like team feel like they don't have to adjust to that with our team because we don't blitz. We're just sitting back in coverage, whether it's man-to-man or cover two, cover three, and we're just going to say, hey, our front four, our front five is going to get there, and that has not worked because, first, our, our defensive line are all on different pages, and then, secondly, people are running wide open in our secondary. So it's like, you can't expect the front to be dominant if people are just running wide open on the back end. And you can't expect the back end to cover people for, you know, five, six seconds, every play. <laughs> I, I got a sad, I got a sad feeling, uh, Pooh, that when we're back here on Monday doing this again, conversation's <laughs> not gonna be that different. Listen. No, I, man, I got, I got faith, man. Buffalo, city. I love it. I'm here for it. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo, and uh, the Chargers showed the blueprint to how to slow down Kansas City. I'm just wondering if Washington is gonna gonna follow suit. Like all they did was play cover two and sit them safeties back, and they said you're gonna have to you're gonna have to dink and dunk us down the field, baby. <laughs> you not. Yeah, but are you comfortable with? Collins playing deep covering Hill. No, and, not, uh, him. And- not him. <laughs> no, that's what I say. Not him. <laughs> no, no, no. Cur- Curl and McCain better be back there. Not Collins. I don't need to put Collins at linebacker for real. Yeah, he, he need to linebacker. Be, he need Let to be playing the in the box. Ends. Play yeah, in the box. He need to go to a three three safety uh defense and put him in the box to cover the tight ends and tap. And, yeah, and that's they did that a bunch this week. Played like a five. But still, I mean, I wouldn't put him on Kelsey. Call it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. He, 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 he just need to be covering space. <laughs> covering space. Um, oh man, he gonna get it together, man. He gonna. Now, get I, it I, I believe, like I said, I, I don't, I don't believe Collins is a bad player. I would never say that. What I just say is they're using him wrong. And yeah, I mean, he's a great professional. He wants success. Exactly. Success equal getting paid. He uh, he's exactly. not going out there like, yo, I'm about to give up these big plays because then that's going to get him cut. But if he's making those big hits and, and making those, you know, uh, tipped interceptions, that's what gets you the money. But it's right. just like what they asking him to do and covering people and 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 it's not working. No, no. Let him play in the box. That's what he did best in New York. He was in the box. He was like a 
an extra linebacker. They didn't ask him to really play in space that much. And when he did, it was a surprise. He should never be the deep safety. Right. <laughs> ever, ever be the deep safety. The, the um, underneath safety. Let, let him knock people heads off. That's right. It. <laughs> right. Before right. we get out of here, Tim, tell the folks at home where they can find you and, and about the podcast y'all got going on over at YouTube. Yep. So uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Tim Walk on Water and the number two. Um, I do a show on YouTube every Tuesday night and, and Thursday night at 7 o'clock p.m. It's called uh, Authentic in the Beard with my right-hand man, Authentic. Uh, he's a New York Giants fan, so uh, we do a lot of uh, NFC East coverage, and then we do a little bit of around the, around the league stuff. And then Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on that channel, we do uh, a show called The Parlay. We give everybody a little bit of last-minute fantasy football advice, uh, betting advice. And then on Mondays, uh, Authentic usually does his giant overreaction show, which has probably been going on for like an hour or so now on the same channel <laughs> because they had some uh, some some trouble this weekend too. But now we do it. Uh, we stream it on Facebook. We stream it on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. So, yeah, you guys can find us pretty much everywhere, man. I, I just want to say I appreciate y'all. Let me chop it up with y'all today, man. It's been a blast, man. I, I'm sure we could probably talk about this for a whole day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but uh, nah, it was a pleasure, and I, I really appreciate y'all having me on here to chop it up with y'all. Thanks, Thanks for Chris, Thanks I know you're on the road, so we appreciate you hopping on with us on the road. Swaggy on the road. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me, man. And y'all can Absolutely. find me on Instagram at Big Bake. 92 and uh twitter is hold on let me i forgot what my twitter is <laughs> it's, it's like it's like asking somebody for their phone number c baker swaggy c baker swaggy on twitter so you know hit the follow button hit the like button all that show us some love yes Please, indeed for having me, guys appreciate y'all fellas all right all right holler at you All right, Pooh, we'll see you again Monday. Yes, indeed. Ho- right. ho- hopefully, hopefully, it's it, at least it's a close one. Yeah, we <laughs> I don't, hope, I don't, right? I don't as think we're, going- we're just not, as long as we're not having the same exact cut, copy, and repeat. Oh, we oh, we're going to be, we're going to be because it boils out be. a lot like last week's convo. We're going to be. It's 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 going to be like after the Buffalo game. I'm just gonna it's gonna be like that. Like I know Kansas City doesn't look good right now, but they're gonna look like Super Bowl contenders again come next week. I just have a feeling. The only thing that we can that we can, you know, like and obviously, you know, I I hate it when it happens, you know, but Kansas City did come out that game a little banged up. Uh Edwards Alaire looks like he's gonna be out for a few weeks with with a sprained MCL. Tyreek Hill got a little bit of a knee knee banged up, but he'll probably be playing, you know. So, you know, we got to keep keep our, uh, our hopes alive. There is no hope. Josh Gordon <laughs> is over there now. Uh, Mikael Hartman still is fast. I don't think he's fast as Tyreek Hill, but he's fast. He's very fast. <laughs> he's it's fast. Gonna be, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of pride on the line for both of these squads, though, now that you think about it, because, you know, Washington, they, they don't want to get embarrassed, embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? And if, if Kansas City don't want to, if Kansas City come in there and, and turn up, turn around and lose Imagine to Washington. Imagine Kansas City going to, going, dropping a two and four, losing to Washington. Oh, I, don't see, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> That's Listen, my problem. I, I have Travis Kelsey in fantasy, and this is one of them weeks that I hate, but I love, like, <laughs> 
I know he's gonna, gonna have about a, he's gonna have about a buck fifty, Ugh. buck fifty two touchdowns next week. I I can guarantee it. Like maybe, he's gonna maybe, go maybe so stupid. Because we we literally have nobody to cover Travis Kelsey. No, no. Not nobody. if you're only gonna play Jamin Davis for twelve snaps. Because it ain't. I'm sorry, it didn't help. I him. thought he, I thought he was injured. <laughs> I was like, I saw him sitting Same on the side with no helmet. St. Juice was good to go and, and got like five snaps. Man, I don't. I, Curtis Samuel too. He to, only played. He only played like ten snaps. Also, well, they said, I know he was on a snap count. They said. They said. They said, said he kind of tweaked his groin, so they they held him out once. Well, that's he did Curtis that. Samuels, and that's going to be a problem all year. Yeah. Absolutely. That hamstring yeah. for a show pony is not is not a good thing at all. Nah, nah, I, I, you, and I, I think Timmy was talking about Carter earlier. I like Carter because I think Carter does a lot of the same things that Samuel does, probably mm-hmm. just not as well, mm-hmm. but he does them. So I don't think that was a big of an absence as Logan Thomas not being there now that Ricky Seals Jones is playing decent. And I think just not having that second receiver to take pressure off McLaurin because yeah. Lattimore locked him up yesterday. Well, see, look, all right, look, this is the thing, though, too, is that he, he didn't necessarily he, – he played him – There was well, a lot right? of yards out there for Lattimore – or for uh, for 17 yesterday. Yeah, there was a lot of – there was a lot of these. Ugh, you know what I'm saying? Instead of these. Yeah, you know, no, it definitely you was know? some – it definitely was some <laughs> some miss. It, it was, I know twice if he would have let him, instead of throwing it behind him, he could have actually caught the pass. So yeah. it definitely was some of those yesterday. But that yeah, was... do you know? And you know that them two been been going at each other for since a long college. time since yes. college. Yeah, yeah. yeah since Samuels that freshman too. year. Which is why you know Samuels wanted some of that action. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He 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 didn't look happy on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't look happy at all. I bet but... you will see a whole lot more Dax Mill, and he looks sharp out there. I had no problem with Dax. His routes were uh, crispy. Yeah, like he 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 was running his routes. I I think. Dax is eventually, I think he was brought in to be uh, the Humphreys replacement. Um, you know, Humphreys, he was going to get the nod because that was Fitzpatrick's guy. But, and you know, I mean, he typically where he's supposed to be. But I think that's what Dax Milne was brought in, you know, was kept for that purpose. Uh, I forgot Ant- Antonio Gandy Golden was on on the roster yesterday and he you didn't even know. Special team snap. <laughs> yeah, he ain't getting <laughs> no burn either, man. No burn, like it's as high as uh, Taylor be throwing the ball. You need them tall guys out there. <laughs> like, like, he'd be sailing, like he threw that ball to uh Carter down in the red zone, like Carter was six six. Like <laughs> just I'm like, yo, where are you throwing it? Damn, to? damn the beer said he must be uh stoned because he's always high and late. Yeah. Since since he came in uh that first game, everything yep. was high. Yeah. Everything was high, so because it's and it's just because his arms just not strong enough, and that's that's not his fault. I mean, it yeah. just is what it is. He's no, high. no, he be they need to play him. I mean, he just doesn't have the mindset. He has a Rex Grossman mindset, but if he played more like Chad Penny, he yeah. would be much more effective because Chad Penny didn't have a strong arm, but he knew where to go with the ball. Yeah. And that's he, where he went. Like, he, sometimes he's like a point guard trying to post some post somebody up in, in the paint. That's kind of what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like in his mind, because he's a gamer, you know what I'm saying? And I love that about him. In his mind, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm about here. I'm about to go take care of business. And then like it, when he it leaves his arm, he's just like, I thought it was going to go there, but it went there. You know what I'm saying? Like it, I understand yeah. that, but it's just 
for me, like, you know, it, it just all kind of goes full circle. It's like, you know, the coaches got to know what their players do best. You're with these guys all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I just, that's what kind of makes me want to hold on to hope. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, we talked about the talent's there, right? The talent's right. there. We're not Eventually, we too are swaggy, upset more and more that they won't blitz. Two weeks in a row. I, I, I'm with them because I, I don't. I was looking yesterday, like, yo, are y'all gonna blitz at all? Like, you finally have a quarterback that isn't mobile. Yeah. Well, for right. the second week in a row, and you don't bring the blitz. Like, if you're giving up 15, 16 yards on pass plays anyway, bring the blitz. Yeah. You're going to give it up one way or another. And I feel like we've been talking about that for two years now, both the, since uh, Del Rio been in there. Like, I it, just feel like there the, hasn't been the a lot scheme, of The scheme is really hard in today's NFL to to, to do what they're trying to do. Like, I, Buffalo's doing it, but, but other than them, I have a hard time of anybody actually using this old cover three zone defense. But, but see, Buff, Buffalo can do it because they have, Edm- they have Edmonds. Right. Who's 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 I don't know what he runs, but he's it's, he's fast yeah. and he's long. And then they have Milano. He didn't play yesterday, but he can cover tight yeah. ends. We don't have either of that. <laughs> Not linebacker yeah. core. Yeah. And again, that's the thing when I'm watching that Georgia defense and I watch those linebackers flying and I'm yeah. like, Man, like, like when, when you're playing that cover three, your linebackers have to be your linebackers damn near got to be the best unit on that defense. And Agreed. they and they happen and they happen to be the worst unit on our defense. And, and so you don't know. And how guys much... like Ben Eric McKenney are just still sitting out there. I have no idea why they haven't even brought in a linebacker. To Who's that? Up. Like a guy like Ben Eric McKenney. He's played for the Houston uh, Texans, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, old, yeah. Old Mississippi State guy. I don't he know why they won't. They won't bring in any veteran linebacker. That's that's just so confusing. It's like if you're not going to play Jamin Davis. 12, only 12 snaps and your defense be playing hella snaps a game and you're only going to play them 12 snaps. Why not bring in a veteran? Man, I'll tell you what. I know I know. Doug and I talked about this a little bit on, on Twitter, but like I was live when the news broke that they that the Cowboys released Jalen Smith. And let me tell you, because look, I'm a big Notre Dame dude. You know me too. Yeah, me too. That's what, that's what he was telling me. So like, I've, I know him, you know what I'm saying? Like I've watched, I've watched him, you know, even though a lot of it was pre-injury, but still I've seen, he was, a, he was an all pro, you know, post-injury. Right. It was when it was, had him playing middle linebacker and, and then they moved him for some reason, Dallas did. But anyways, I was live and I was like going crazy looking at the camera, like, just just go do whatever you got to do to go get him. And I know apparently they 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 did try, but I mean, we don't really know to what extent, but I thought that that was going to be the move. And, you know, nothing against Jamin Davis, because I to all the people on Twitter that's, you know, trying to bash him and call him a bus. Like that one who's got J.O.K. so bad. Now. I wanted him so bad. All I see <laughs> so on my timeline bad. now is Davis is a bust and J.O.K. is a stud. I, I wanted J.O.K. so bad. But you know, listen, I'm not. I'm uh, Jamin Davis is my guy now. You know what I'm saying? It's not. I can't change the time. Can't go in the past. So that's my guy. But listen, just get give my man a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? Because listen, Trayvon Diggs is a good example. I was talking about Trayvon Diggs because you know I watch a lot of college ball. So I was talking about Trayvon Diggs last year, and everybody was clowning me. They're like, "What do you? I mean, like, what do you see in this guy?" And like, you know. 
and, and their defense is so bad. It's, I'm like, just wait. And yet he gets burnt for a lot of yards, but my man's a ball hawk. And, and <laughs> if you're going to give up the yards, you best believe you better be getting them picks. And he's been doing it. And it just goes to show you that just, you know, this microwave society is crazy. Like, get these guys a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? It's a tough situation as is right now in Washington. So, you know, just cut my man a little bit of slack. The, the problem with time is, and I know that I don't have to remind you who the next five or six opponents are. Yeah. Uh, wins aren't going to be any easier to come by as the schedule goes along. It's I will tell you, the schedule looks a little bit. Every week we look at the schedule, Authentic and I, because we're it's so brutal. And for everybody except Dallas, by the way. And so we look at that schedule and it's like, okay, the Raiders look a little bit more human. Carolina look a little bit more human. You know what I'm saying? Like Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, that's a little bit different. But I, I think I am getting, as the, as the season progresses, I'm getting a little bit more optimistic that there might be some special wins out there in this murder man world. they and, can't and, beat daniel jones they can't <laughs> beat Jameis winston they can't beat these guys so, so, and, and also, a bit of you know what the state of affairs are when you're talking about begging for special wins down the road <laughs> right i'm i'm just at this point i'm like I'm scouting I'm college to quarterbacks. Get some special wins too. I'm counting. I'm, I'm scouting college quarterbacks at this point. Listen, <laughs> listen. Or middle it. linebackers, one of the two. We in it till we ain't in it. That's how I always look at it. Until the math tell me we ain't in it. No, nah, I mean it. that's 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 facts, and we can have some surprises. But at, at this point, I'm just like we're, we're going into game six, and I'm like, you let Cosme hang out there and learn on the fly. He was playing good. Too, no, man. I, I, I had no, I had no problem with Cosme. He, 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 you know, rookie right tackle. They sending all the big, big dogs over on his side, but you got to let Jamin do the same thing, man. Like your defense ain't, ain't playing well anyway. Let him learn through experience. That's Facts. That's the only thing that I, that I don't get with this coaching staff Pooh, is that, like, they'll tell you it's all about competition. And then it's like, it looks like a guy like 26 has got keeping his job because of the price tag. They're always telling you, you know, we're going to go young and, and let our guys play. And then you see a guy like 52 get 12 snaps and 25 gets 10 snaps. And it's like, well, what happened? I thought we were in a youth movement. So yeah, yeah let him, let him play. coaching staff is it's frustrating because the messages come out mixed a bunch. Yeah, you 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 gotta let these guys play, man. Like if if the defense was a top five defense and they not out there making mistakes, you know the big mistakes, then I could I could understand you you sure. you know you saying okay I can't play these young guys that much because we're you know we ringing bells right now. You're getting your bell rung. <laughs> let them play. <laughs> like, it can't be any worse than what it is now. Yeah, let them play. So I I, I think that's my only thing is. They got to simplify this defense. They got to put them into more positions to attack, I believe, to be more aggressive. And they got to let the young guys play, man. You got you you have to find like he's a first round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, Please find out what you the have. Aggression up. Yeah, find out what you have. At least you know he's fast. So if he's gonna make mistakes, it's gonna be at hundred miles an hour. So because you don't have any other linebackers to play, <laughs> like. <laughs> Not unless you're looking for those two small white guys on the sideline, which 
Uh, that's not really uh, now. Nah, let, let's let's let them, those are special teamers. Let's let them stay special teams. You might need some of those for those special wins. <laughs> man. Man. All right, fellas, I'll holler at you. All right, man, y'all have a good Appreciate one. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one, man. Yep. yep.